So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double tap does what the f he wants. Hello, everybody, and welcome to WTS. My name is Danny Murray. <laughs> I'm Graham Merrigan. Mer- <laughs> Graham, Graham Merrigan, <laughs> Mania Merrigan. Graham Merrow mm. Merrigan. Mm, 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 mm. Whatever you want to call me. Uh, we're coming to you from the beautiful surrounds of Fitzpatrick Castle in downtown Cliney, South Dublin, the capital of Ireland, the capital of the world. Have uh, worked with Spanish people. Yeah. And lately they're always saying to me, uh, e- how we say your name? Graham? Or uh, sorry, where did you say that from? <laughs> I'll grab that accent. Spain. Why do they sound Korean? <laughs> They'd be like, Fernando, come up to me. And Fernando's South American, but Can obviously speaks Spanish. Can you hear the Fernando? Speak Spanish. He's like, uh, <laughs> eh, eh, Grain? Si? Si, senor? And he'd be like, uh, how we pronounce your name? Graham or Graham? We hear people say Graham. I was like, Fernando, bud, say what you want. Don't care. Yeah. And then uh, another Spanish colleague comes up to me, Marcial. He goes, uh, I won't do it with the accent, will I? Will I try? Go mad, go mad, go for it. Uh, people say to listen to your podcast to learn English, but I don't learn English. You, your friend, they speak too fast. As <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, Marcial, but we'll, we'll speak lower for you. Marcial, if you're listening to this one, pronounce it Juan. Juan, yeah. <laughs> Like our mate. Shut up, Marcel, you dope, yeah. Um, check out FitzpatrickCastle.com for more. That's the end of that plug. Um, <laughs> and shout out to our Spanish listeners. Who, if you aren't listening from sunny Spain. Or South America. Or South America, for that matter. And anywhere yeah. that speaks Spanish. Anywhere. Mexico. LA. Yeah, a lot of them speak there. Yeah, that's fair point. Texas. Spain. España. What, what, what were, what's your opinion from from as a childer, from as a child, yeah, like, yeah. up until an adult. Yeah. What is your opinion on Spanish students? Jerry McBride, a great Irish comedian who writes for Waterford Whispers, put a tweet out that sums up perfectly what I think goes on. And I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember exactly what it is. Okay, is this, is this, is this how you feel as an adult towards yes. Spanish? Okay. Yeah. As an adult, I genuinely believe that somewhere in Spain... A father takes an orange backpack, hands it to his son, and says, Juan, my son, go to Ireland, take over their public transport, and be as loud as you can. <laughs> this is the way of the and people. And be a prick. Yeah. Um, so that's how you feel as an adult? As an adult, I don't really feel anything. I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, I don't see much of them other than the two that I see a lot just kind of pack up in my house for the, the last four weeks. I see a lot of them at uh, bus stops. Um, there seems to be about 700 of them all trying to fit in the 45A in the morning. Um, but that's, yeah. I used to, as a kid, I used to love, I lived in Whiteville yeah. as a kid and Lawrence's used to have hundreds. I used to work in Lawrence's during the summer. You, yeah, I remember, yeah. yeah but yeah. even younger though, before we were in secondary oh, school. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
we used to think it was unbelievable that coach loads, literally, the whole, the hill at Lawrence's was just full of full coaches. coaches yeah. And the basketball court down the end was full, full of coaches, coaches yeah. of Spanish students. And it was just... Linda Drum was that? Linda Drum, yeah. Drum, yeah. Um, she used to look after him, yeah, the liaison officer. But I used to love when they like we'd be there at midnight on the Friday. Yeah. When they when they'd come in, we used to think it was great that we we're allowed to stay out until the Spanish yeah. students came. <laughs> That's right. Because yeah. your parents used to have to go and collect them, so That's you're allowed right. to yeah. stay out late. Like. There was almost like a street party atmosphere. Wasn't yeah, yeah, for the Spanish <laughs> yeah. to come. Um, but there used to be hundreds. But I remember, I remember up in Lawrence's. Tweet us and, at WTS pod lads, hashtag Spanish students, <laughs> and let us know your memories. <laughs> I remember. L- listener Connor McCann will definitely, because Laurel Lavenue used to be full of them. So Laurel Lavenue used to be full of them. you off like mad here, but, but yeah. myself and, and himself and, and a few others as well all grew up on kind of that stretch there at the top of Laurel Avenue and Spanish students galore, man. But, but there used to be hundreds. They literally, when yeah. we, like we were in school uh, September to May, and then our school would be still full in June. Yeah. It was four or five weeks. I think it was the whole month of June or maybe the whole month of July. No, it was definitely during Wimbledon season. Yeah, no, it was definitely. I always yeah. remember they'd be was, playing tennis. It was July into August. Yeah. I always remember being into August. Yeah. But I remember as well, like, uh, they used to play football matches up in the pitches in Lawrence's with yeah. the locals. Which, uh, what footballer was it that came over here as a Spanish student? Was it, was it Zabi Alonso? No. But he was in Donegal. Uh, uh, no, uh, I want to say, like... Um, into Lawrence's, like... Yeah, and he like he talked about being over in Tesco at the, un- the little tunnel under a Tesco Fick and all that. Off. I swear to God, man. Fernando. Torres? No, not Torres. Couldn't be in Torres. No, it wasn't. You'd know all about it. 100%. Somebody will tweet us and tell us. There was one who made it as a proper footballer, footballer who was in Ballybrack as a Spanish student. That's unreal. 100%. Somebody at WTS pod, tweet us, lads, and let us know. Hashtag Spanish students. <laughs> But I used to love, um, yeah, used to love going around, loitering around Lawrence's and playing, watching them playing football, watching the locals playing against them. It was yeah. all good spirited playing yeah. tennis, playing table tennis. Yeah, used to love a bit of table tennis. Basketball. Basketball. You yeah. know the Lawrence's gym. Yeah. That was erected by the Spanish uh, school that they used to do the exchange programs. With. Oh, really? They gave it to Lawrence's so as a donation, a, so they had something to do. Um, in the summers but that um, basketball hall used to be full of people watching um, I suppose it was like an Irish team against the Spanish students it was fucking deadly yeah. Yeah, but now there doesn't seem to be that many Spanish students around we've been getting them for years we had a Spanish student one time my granny's that used to always just handcuff me to the stairs hang on and play chasing you sorry, listen to me sorry hang on. handcuff you to the stairs uh, we, he'd handcuff me I beat him playing chess. Then he handcuffed me going mad. How? But <laughs> Sorry. He had, a pe- he had a set of handcuffs. What sort of kinky stuff was he doing? I was only bleeding eh? That's I'm trying to trying to find out the name of this. Um... Did you get Spanish students? Yeah, we, for a while we did, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of their names now. I think there was one when I was very small called Maria. Everyone and had then, a Maria. And then we had one called Joaquin. Um, I'm always a kid. I couldn't say that, so we used to call him walking. <laughs> really? Yeah. Didn't didn't really like him. Why? I don't know. He just. I remember one time I was playing the Sega Mega Drive, and he just came in and turned it off. And I didn't like that he got his own room, but me and Jono had to share rooms. We had a student one year that used he used to get he used to eat 
my mum's lunches or dinners. Yeah. And he'd, my mum was cleaning his room one day and it was just full of sweets from Tesco's. All under the pillow and all under the bed. Yeah, yeah, but they used to go to Tesco and, and then, ruin themselves. And man. then one night, he got sick. My ma had to get up and he was getting sick in the toilet. And you know what he used to clean up the sink? Yeah. Uh, tea cloths down the toilet. Ah, so no. then the plumbing was gone. And then a week later or maybe a week before, whatever whatever sequence it was. He used to love incense. And he was burning incense in the bedroom. And he burnt the carpet. You set your gaff on fire, essentially. He burned the carpet That's from incense. Are you trying I, to find the Spanish dude? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to find it on the internet there. Um, the uh, the one thing I will credit, the one thing I will credit for uh, Spanish students coming over here, though, is, and I can't remember which one of them it was, I want to say Marcus. We had one called Marcus, and he loved tuna. Oh. Tuna's all right. And uh, that's I got my love of tuna from that. Really? Tuna on, like, do you know the big French sticks? Yeah. My man used to get, like, them, do you know what I mean? And, like, make a sandwich, like, a roll for him for his lunch or whatever. And I used to be like, I want what he's having. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I knew and a family uh, that, yeah. uh, you know, they're over to help, to kind of, to improve <clears throat> their English. Yeah. I knew a, a family, the father and the son, in spite, they used to hate having the students. Hang on a sec, sorry, I'm not getting here, right? Uh, well, Zabi Alonso famously had his first brush with English when he was a Spanish student in Kells County, Mead. Then there was Antonio Nunes, who has since left Liverpool for Celta Vigo. The first time I met him was in Ballybrack. Or the first time I met him, he said, Ballybrack, Tesco car park. I no said, way! I said, what? He had been a Spanish student in Dublin, and the Tesco car park, and where he used to meet up with all his friends. And here he was, a few years later, professional footballer in Liverpool. So there you go, that's who it was then. It was uh, Antonio Nunes. So he only played for Liverpool? Liverpool and Celta Vigo. I thought, he was a big, I thought he was a big name. Yeah, I thought he was a big name, sorry. I um, did build that up as if he was, but it was only Liverpool, so forget it. There was, do you know the way they were over to improve their English? Yes. I knew a family where the father and son always used to go mad at the mother for getting the students. Yeah. Um, and when they were all having the dinner at the dinner table, mm-hmm. the whole family, they used to speak Irish to each other. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jesus. taking the piss. Yeah, no, like it was, it was a great program. I don't know, obviously they're still there, like, but I don't think they go to Lawrence's anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I imagine a lot of things because Lawrence's was a great hub. It was a great little hub for everything. But then you know, it's changed down the years. It's not what it once was. Yeah. But yeah, for people who who don't know what we're talking about, if you're abroad and you've never heard of this, basically, it's kind of like anywhere in the world where foreign exchange, exchange students come over. Yeah. But in Ireland... We didn't go over there, though. <laughs> no, no. Um, we just went to beat and all got wrecked. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Took a bill and went mad. Um, but in Ireland, there's, there's this thing that happens pretty much every year, every summer, where Spanish students come over to learn English for about six weeks, and uh, it's a phenomenon. It's, yeah. They literally take over the buses. They do. That's what happens. I think they're probably the main reason Dublin bus is still afloat. <laughs> because of Spanish if students. If Spanish student season didn't happen, Dublin bus would definitely cease to exist. 100%. They never really annoyed me as well, as much as they annoy people. No, I think people are just kind of like, oh, they're so loud and all. But like, so were you when you were 15 on a bus with 14 of your mates? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Bleeding bowsy. Um, they love Manly as well. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't, Graham? I'm not a huge fan of Manly. You watch your mouth. I'm not, like, it's grand. Where if you were getting Chinese, where'd you go? Um, Cambo or the village. Really? Yeah. Cambo or the village. Yeah. Is that not like 
saying that you're part of the Crips and the Bloods. Yeah, but pretty much. <laughs> like, you're yeah. not playing East Coast and West Coast there. Like. Pretty much, yeah. I just don't go to Manly. Interesting. There's, there's a particular dish I love out of Manly that nowhere else grows, you see. What's it called? Uh, I don't know. I just know it's number 52. Are you serious? <laughs> to God, I don't know what he calls it. I was going to check what number 52 Blue, is. Yeah, it's some sort of salt and chilli chicken, but it's not like... The, do you know that horrible crispy one that's no chicken? It's just batter. It's not that. It's an actual chicken breast, like. So... Have you got a Mandy's menu on your phone or something, have you? I always, like, it's, it, there's one online. Oh, Manly really? Chinese Valley Rack. Yeah, number, number 52. 52. Yeah. Ah, oh, wait, this, this guy can't be. I'm ah, going to get it. Yeah, no worries. 52, what do you think it is? I think it's some sort of... I have of, it here. <laughs> it's some sort of salt and chilli chicken. But I don't know. Is it like the shredded chicken? No, that's what I'm saying. It's not that horrible one that's, that's little crispy bits of batter. It's an actual chicken breast, like. With veg. 52 is... Here he goes. Store-fried store chicken. Yeah. Store-fried chicken with chilli and salt dry. There you go. That's it. €6.70. Tell you now, lads. If you're getting a George Manley, ask our number 52, curry sauce. And if you're a boiled rice or fried rice man, go for it. Won't I'm go looking wrong. at this menu now and I'm lepping. <laughs> lepping. Yeah. Sliced not, beef with mushrooms and black bean. It's not payday for me, so it'll be now George Manley going on, man. <laughs> That's gas that I was, able, I was able to get that up. That is well done. I always um, get it up. Very entertaining for the listeners, I'm sure. Yeah. Or for, yeah. Well, we talked about Spanish students, talked yeah. about Manly. Yeah. Talked about Zabi Alonso and Kells, County Mead and the Liverpool reject. What was his name? Antonio <clears throat> Nunes. I've already forgotten something through Liverpool. Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, did you see a couple of weeks ago Liverpool oh saying God, goodbye man. to Lucas? It Thanks. was like a bleeding wake. I actually thought it was uh, Bob Geldof. Can we... Can we Wait, talk? I thought it was Bob Geldof he was about to sing, feed the world, <laughs> let them know it's Christmas time. And the day after I seen it, I was in work singing Christmas songs and I had to look, what the fuck? I said, yeah, did you see that Lucas thing? Yeah. Ridiculous. What are they like? Between that, right, and between... The Niviads. Do you know what really bothers me? This whole thing during the transfer window, where they do these over-elaborate signings mm. and how they announce the sign. Did you see that one Chelsea doing for, for Rudinger? No. Oh, my God. Right. Anybody who hasn't seen this, lads, YouTube. YouTube, uh, Rudinger signs for Chelsea, and this video will come up. They, uh, wait, did he sign for Chelsea or Arsenal? I'm 90% saying it's Chelsea. I don't pay enough I always zone off, man, at the transfer yeah, I window. And I hate transfer deadline day as well. It's a lot of pish. But uh, basically how they announced that he was coming to Chelsea was they do like a father and a son in the megastore and he's buying him the new jersey and he's like, what player do you want on the back, son? And he's like, I want Rudinger. And he's like, but he doesn't play for us. And then the kid's like, I want Rudinger. You're joking and me. The girl behind this the, sounds horrific. The girl behind the counter goes, give me two seconds and I'll check for you. And she goes into a back room and she's like, this boy wants your name on the back of the jersey. Oh, I'm still sick. And then Rudinger is standing there and he's like, that's okay. I am Chelsea now. And he gives like, you no. know, like a blip, blip, swing with his hand. No. And uh, they go out and give him the Rudinger jersey. Did you see what, I seen what Man United did when they signed Lukaku. And what? I was like, what, hashtag re-ROM or something. Oh, I thought they got Stormzy in. <laughs> that was classic, wasn't <laughs> it? Even and then Lukaku played longitude. Even Harold played a blinder. You say they did that on purpose. Uh, uh, do you know what? I hope it was an inside joke that got out of hand. I hope so too. 
I genuinely hope, I, like, I really hope the editor was like, here, we need a picture of Lukaku there and the sports desk for the crack just went, send that photo of Stormzy there, see if he cops it. And then they all had a good joke and a laugh about it, forgot about it. The so better team came in and went like, right, that's going to press. And it just... I hope it was a joke. Um, but they had, United had a hashtag, re-rom or romery, did you not see it? No. When Lukaku signed, I could be wrong now, but it was a stupid hashtag, yeah. similar to Pogback. Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> I actually had yeah. down to talk about the transfer window and how oh, yeah. boring it is. Oh. Yeah, it, it's and horrific. how how the same people on social media every year oh my share God. these things. Oh, I heard this. I heard that. Now you Shut live up. you live in a council estate yeah. in, in Dublin. You don't have yeah. first-hand Sh- shut up. knowledge of who's signing for who. How how does some fella on the Curry Mile know <laughs> who you know you didn't sit here in a bit more yeah. for, man? Just stop, like stop it. Just stop this. You're Ramesh. embarrassing yourself, Ramesh. Come on, man. <laughs> Give it a rest. Give it a rest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never get. I never get sucked into. Um, well, sure, it doesn't bother me. I don't support anybody in England. Yeah, I like. Like I am annoyed at supporter, but I'm very. You do get annoyed watching the other matches. I do, and that's just because, like, like, of, of, like as an attachment, they are yeah. your team. Yeah, yeah, and that's I suppose like because I grew up as United fan. My whole, you know, like. So many other Irish people that entire family are. And the only reason I'm United fan is going to be Daz, United fan, my brother's United fan. Yeah, we stopped. All that kind of stuff. We stopped in the year 2000. After the treble. Yeah. You said, that's enough for me. I was just like, I just figured like, I wasn't going to these matches. I wasn't going to physically be there to, I haven't been. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying my dad should have brought me. I'm just saying I was never brought. And just as you got older, in my head, it was like, why am I supporting a team that actually can't go and physically watch? Yeah. Didn't make sense I, to my little brain. Yeah, I don't so know. So then like, I just stopped. Yeah, well, that's that's fair enough. Like, I just, I got very tired of football. And, it, and it's the rise of social media. Yeah. It's not how everybody is entitled to an opinion. You're entitled to nothing, especially when your opinion is f- fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know? And I say that as somebody who's put a lot of stupid <laughs> shit on <laughs> like... No, no, man. Like, I'd say you cringe sometimes at your Facebook memories, do you? My God, man. That, you know, that, that time hop thing that tells yeah. you the amount of stuff that helps me delete. You used to go on fucking awful rants. I did, yeah. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I was a childish idiot, man. <laughs> no, no, man. Yeah. <laughs> but now you're giving out about those people, are you? You're because, trying to give them advice. Because Yeah, because now they're 32. And they should know. <laughs> and like, they're still going on. And they're still doing it. Whereas I copped on at the age of about 27. <laughs> <laughs> Lads, don't do it, please. Just, That's what you're trying to tell just, them. Lads, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. But yeah, no, I just... And you know what I hate? I hate when any team refers to, and especially especially when it's English teams, especially when it's a chap... I know what you're going to say. Who, I agree. Who lives in Glenavon, <laughs> in Ballybracken, Dublin. You leave Glenavon, Otis. Okay, fine. It's a chap who lives in Glenton, in Ballybrack, yeah. in Dublin. And he refers to Manchester United fans as mank scum. It's crazy, Mate, man. Or, you know, the voice versus the United fan, scouse scum. Yeah, it's crazy. Council scum. You live in a fucking council house in Ballybrack, man. Yeah, you're not a, a scouser. Like, it's infuriating. Support the team, but don't you don't need to be calling each other manks and scum, cause, like, or manks and scouts, because that's... Mank is, like, you're from Manchester. Yeah. You support the team. You don't live yeah, there, but I just I hate all that. And like, you're not funny. You're not clever. 
you know what I mean? Like any anybody then who goes on as if uh, they, like. Yeah, it just bother. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop because it bothers me. Like, <laughs> you're gonna rain it in. Yeah, I think so. Or else I'll be guilty of then, you know, verbally basically doing what. Yeah, I do what you Facebook. did when you were 27 yeah, on Facebook. Yeah. Let them do what they want. No, yeah, but just just know that we cringe. Yeah, and and I fucking hit ignore on Facebook quicker than you can. <laughs> like I genuinely do out to people that I'm friends with that I'm like, <laughs> oh. So whoever's listening here probably yeah, is, you can figure it out. Is worried that yeah. Danny. Hang on, let's hang of, on. Of them. Hang on, let's be honest here. What? Just because you've got like eight hundred Facebook friends doesn't mean you've got eight hundred friends. Do you know what I mean? No. Like that. Yeah. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? People who add people who they talk to twice in their life. Yeah. You know that kind of way, like. <laughs> If I figure I'm ranting now. I'm ranting. I, d- I don't. I don't usually add people on Facebook. Right. Just accept. Yeah. Yeah. I do add if I if if it's a local person and I know them and I've I've, I've been in their company. Yeah. A lot of times I would certainly add them. Someone's gonna give me stick now and say you fucking added me. I'm sure somebody will say that to me as well. Yeah. But, but like the keyword there was a load of times. Yeah. I'm talking about like if you like. Like, there's people who, like, and I'm sure everybody does it, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm guilty of it myself, I'm sure, like, where, again, you know them from around the area, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you, well, wouldn't, you wouldn't say hello to them. If you pass them on the street, you would not say hello to them. What are you adding that person for? Yeah, well, I've noticed, on, on, I've noticed something that's making me a bit confused. Yeah, what? Or maybe, confused is the wrong sentiment to use, but... Right. If I get a new follower... On Twitter, yeah, and I haven't a clue who they are. Yeah, well, I was like, "Why are you following me?" See, I don't. I I think Twitter's different. I do. Think I Twi- think it's different, but I'm still kind of going. I'm still asking, like, because I'm Twitter, still asking because in in, in in Facebook, when yeah. someone requests you as a friend, and I've added people where we've had 150 mutual friends, so I'm kind of going. Well, I figure I probably know them. I just can't remember who they yeah, are. Yeah. Can't place them. But then there's times where it's like, because you see, I don't have it on Twitter. I'm not private, right? So they follow me. They can follow me. Yeah. So and I don't follow back if it's if I don't know them. I don't follow back. Right. But see, on Facebook, you have to accept it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They well, can't. See, the, the, and as I was gonna say, the key difference on Twitter is like y- you follow. Yeah. You're not saying I want to be your friend. Yeah. And they just want to be your friends. They can look at your holiday photos in 2007. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't, don't act a, like you don't do it, lads. That's, that's all Facebook don't, is used for. Don't act like you don't do it. It's mad that we're talking about Facebook back in the day now, isn't it? It's yeah. that old. You look at photos from eight years ago, and you look at photos now, and you're like, they put on my you haven't yeah. That's it. That's all you do use Facebook for, man. That's it. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, but social media's mad. It is. It's a mad old yoke. Like, and I tell you where it actually it, it, it came to, to prominence recently. Um, and this is being talked to death. And I don't want to dwell on it because we're we're well behind the curve on this. Yeah. The Mayweather McGregor press tour. Right. I want to, I'm gonna ask you a question and then I'll I'll answer it after you as well, right? Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> when this was announced, I want to know your reaction. Mm-hmm. I want to know your reaction during it mm-hmm. and I want to know your reaction after it. Okay, yeah, that's a fair question. So, go, shoot. When right. it was announced... When the press tour was announced. When the press tour was announced in July, 
what did you what did you what was your what was your reaction um, if it's anything like the McGregor Jose Aldo tour it's going to be a shit show and then I thought to myself I don't know if boxing normally does stuff like this any boxing press conference I've ever watched before has been dirt mm. so I was very kind of like I don't think it's going to be good but let's just see how it goes yeah that was my initial reaction. We we went to the Aldo and McGregor. Oh, yeah, press of course. Conference. Like if that circus had came to Dublin with these two, I would have went as well. Yeah, yeah. Like a hundred percent. It was a shit show in a circus. I think that's you a fair assessment. I mean? um, and I think like just to, to the McGregor Aldo one turned into a, a circus and a shit show because they let the public ask questions. Yeah. And the questions and the comments that were being put towards Aldo were absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like people trying to be funny, they weren't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So well, they should have. They should have foresaw that. Yeah, they should have, and it should have been open to the media. And that's, I think, where this McGregor-Mayweather uh, thing fell down, that the media weren't. And it was like watching the two lads trying to do a stand-up routine yeah. on Last Comic Standing. It, yeah. it got a bit cringy. Um, the first night, I thought, was awful. It was cringe. It was... This is the one in L.A. L.A. was the first one. L.A. one, I was kind of going... <clears throat> the L.A. one, I was kind of going, what's going on here? Yeah. And I think everybody was. I think Connor was. Uh, I think everybody except for the, the Showtime people were. Yeah. I think even Mayweather to an extent was a little bit kind of like, uh, okay. Um, and I don't think there was a winner or loser on that night. I know there were But this is the it. thing. This is the thing that was kind of bothering me. Right. That it turned into a whole president, American president election where people were... Saying who won. People were all of, all of a sudden scoring the press conference. But that like, that, was, like, that was inevitable though. Yeah, but... But we didn't do that before. We didn't do that at the Aldo tour. Ah, we did. Yeah, we were all talking about how Connor got in his head, and Connor definitely has. You know what I mean? Like, and it's the equivalent of that. Only. Also, we did. Apologies. Yeah. Yeah, but like, I just the first one I thought was a bit cringe because McGregor was on stage for about five minutes dancing. He didn't it know was, why he was there. He didn't. Yeah, exactly. Then Mayweather comes out with an entourage of about seven hundred people. Yeah. And a custom rap song. <laughs> yeah. He's and mad, isn't like, he? I was like, what is this, man? The second one in Toronto was, bar the fact that it, it, it was about like an hour late, it was brilliant. I totally enjoyed that. Was it brilliant because we're pro wrestling fans? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what it was. It was like, it was like pro wrestling shoots. It yeah. was just, McGregor was on top form. Floyd, even to an extent, played his part. The school back, Petey Carroll put out, just talking about pro wrestling and talking about all that. P.T. Carroll put out the best tweet of the entire press tour right. and the entire thing, even of any of the tweets McGregor put out or any media person or any anybody that I've seen. And it was like something like, I hope that school bag stays in it. It's like the urn for the Undertaker. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's Floyd's special power. Like, it was <laughs> I like, saw that, yeah. It was an absolute cracker of a tweet from yeah. P.T. Like, um, but that that scene where uh, where, where McGregor, Mayweather is like, get the bag. And he comes over, and then he get he. This is Toronto. Yeah, and he's like taking out the wads of cash or whatever, and then he puts the bag down. He goes, gets a tricolor. McGregor just nonchalant stands up, picks up the bag, and then starts going through it. And he's like, "Is that it? <laughs> is that what he is that it? That like you couldn't write that. Oh. That was absolutely amazing. But then the flip side of it was the New York one, which I didn't watch. Yeah. I wasn't staying up. I was wrecked staying up yeah. for work. Um, with work the next day and that was going on I think that was supposed to start at 11pm our time yeah 
and it was after 12 and I was like no we can't do this again yeah, I watched and it I didn't even go morning. back to watch it because I watched of it the, following the reviews after it and um, it's and this is the one I suppose where a lot of the controversy came from as well and I suppose that's probably why we're, we're, we're even talking about it a little bit now like yeah well I think the controversy stemmed from Toronto going into New York sorry you're right because yeah. of a comment in Toronto the, yeah the comment in Toronto and then he he as in McGregor addressed it in New York but the way in, he in addressed the McGregor it, style in a McGregor stance but you see and that's the thing I don't think that is I think and this is kind of where well I'm, I'm basing that on what he said after it in right. his because let's as well let's be kind of let's have some clarity as well because after each shit show with the two of them on stage yeah the two of them had individual Q&A with the press which was far better than the actual which was far better yeah. than what was on what we were shown on stage yeah and in relation to what we were talking about, he was quite sincere after in Brooklyn saying, oh, no, look. Yeah, yeah, that was my I way didn't of mean it like that. ridiculous or whatever. Yeah. But the problem is, and McGregor has done this before, it's where he, he becomes this over-animated, it's like when Popeye eats the spinach. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he becomes this almost over-animated version of himself. And the, 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 the thing that I keep comparing it to now is there's that documentary on Netflix about the Hulk Hogan Gawker thing. Yeah, what was it called? Nobody... Nobody speaks. Nobody speaks. And there's a scene in that where Hulk Hogan is talking about <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus Terry Bollea. About his 10-inch penis. About his ten, and it's the funniest. It's the I rewound it about five times. It, I actually put it on my ch- Snapchat story. Yeah. Because Hulk Hogan says, uh, and he has a smirk on his face. He knows what he's doing. And he's what. like, <laughs> he goes, basically, basically right. Does Terry Bollea have a 10-inch penis or does Hulk Hogan have a 10-inch penis? He's like, what? The, 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 the defending lawyer or whatever is asking Hogan or, or Bollea uh, about the whole... Whatever you want to call him. Yeah, about why he's suing for this. He's like, why are you suing for this sex tape? You were on Howard Stern's show bragging about it and you were talking about your 10-inch penis. And he responds with, well, hang on. Hulk Hogan has a 10-inch penis. Terry Bollea does not have a 10-inch penis. <laughs> And, and and your man is like what? And he the lawyer's kind of going what yeah. is going and on? And he, he tries to clarify, and he's like Hulk Hogan is the All American. He's a character. He's he's a fictional character. And they're like, yeah, but you're Hulk Hogan. He's like, no, I'm Terry Bollea. And it's this whole thing of where and it's Donald Trump has done it. And this is and this is the beauty of it. Trump's done the exact same thing with that whole locker room talk and and some of the other stuff where he's like, the Trump you see on The Apprentice is Donald Trump, the character. Yeah. What we're seeing now was Donald Trump, the man, the president. And it's kind of like, he's the exact fucking same. So, <laughs> like, But what I'm saying is yeah, that... Yeah, what are you saying then? M- McGregor in New York was that... Showman. That, not showman, no. He was an arsehole. It was that over... Daddy, he might come on the podcast in the future. For I know, I'd, I'd say it to him as well. I'd be like, what were you playing at? That, you wouldn't whole side That over-animated showman, not, sorry, non-showman, like, because it's when he's in the suit and he has the shades and he has the Vince McMahon walk and the swagger. Yeah. That's McGregor the showman. Yeah. And then in the backstage press conference where he's talking to the press, like you were saying, that's McGregor the bloke. Yeah, yeah. But when he comes out in a fur coat saying it's polar bear, topless, wearing, like, hippie trousers that are madness. And shoes with no socks. And, you know what I mean, just shouting non-coherent coherent nonsense basically yeah. that's where he becomes McGregor the caricature and it's it's embarrassing I thought personally it was embarrassing and cringe like he done the same 
there was a point with the Jose Aldo thing where he was that whole if this is a different time I'd ride up to his f- uh, favela and I'd kill anybody who wasn't fit to work for me and in the Eddie Alvarez press conference as well also in New York where he rocked up in a four coat and all that and he had that again dickheadish way about it like and I just think there's times where he kind of steps over that mark and I just it irks me you know what I mean yeah I mean uh, yeah I mean there's there's nothing there where I think you're wrong Um sorry I don't I don't know if I, if I explained properly what I was trying to say basically what I was trying to say was that the, the, the parallel between the Hulk Hogan and Terry Bollea thing was that that Conor McGregor in the, the, the polar bear coat, as he said, or whatever, that was almost like that caricature version of him that he puts out, whereas the behind-the-scenes one is completely different, that the man is completely the behind different. Behind-the-scenes one is the one we all love and love to listen to. Exactly, yeah. And kind of, are like, nearly infectious towards. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with that. The, do, do, I think, do I think he's a racist or anything like that? No. Yeah. Do I think what he said across the line? Yes. Okay. I was... Uh, when when that happened, right, uh, mm. in the Toronto press conference where he said, dance for me, boy. Yeah. I didn't bat an eyelid. Nor did I. I've been to Cork. I did. <laughs> We've been, we both been down the if country. You've, if you've been to Cork, yeah. then everything they say is racist. Although... Based on boy. I don't think he was talking Cork. No. no nor do I, for that matter. <laughs> but my point is... Um, I was oblivious to it until the next day when the, me- the American media took up mm. on it. But to see, there was a lot more. There was a lot more eyes on this world tour than yeah, there was of course, because yeah. let's remember he, in a, in previous tours or previous press conferences, yeah. he said the same to Eddie Alvarez, "Dance for me, yeah. boy." He said the same to Chad Mendes, Diego "Dance Brando. for me, boy." Diego Brando, Jose Aldo, "Dance for me, boy." Yeah. Um. So the next day, when I seen the shitstorm, I yeah. was like. Sure, like the Jose Aldo for for the entire tour, he's like, "I'm your daddy now." Yeah, I'm your daddy now. But like, you know? I'm still like the next day during the shitstorm. I was kind of going, I, I I actually felt people people were almost waiting for him to fall. Particularly, some of the Irish media were waiting for him to fall in some sense, and then um, and this is the moment they were going to pick. The Irish and then media. all these opinion pieces started coming out. I was texting uh, Shane, and I was like. What does what does dance for me boy mean? Like how is that racist? Yeah, and I, it took me like nearly a half a day to kind of check out and see how dance for me boy was racist. The Irish media, the hack came out in the Irish media. Yeah, point, where where the second, because for the last number of months, dare I say, possibly two years, they haven't been able to say anything negative about him other than about the sport he can he, he conducts business in of MMA. Yeah. But now that he's in boxing which for some bizarre reason has more of a legitimate stance in Irish people's eyes than MMA does, yeah. which is absolutely nonsensical. But because, yeah, because of all that... Um, P- there were the opinion pieces were being written because uh, they, didn't t- really, they didn't really want to cover it. Yeah. Um, they don't want the right hand positive about Connor. No, or the smart But then they see, they see one little snippet of... Where yeah. he's been accused of uh, where, racial, where racial slur. Where were these people when, you know, he achieved something that nobody else has ever achieved before and he's putting Ireland on the map in mm. a sport in which it's never been put on the map. But not even in, just in terms of MMA, 
just in terms of the fact that he's a double world champion. Yeah. And the fact that, like... So Irish after 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 the, the Toronto press conference, it was asked, you know... or No, he obviously seen the reports, or his management team seen the reports of being accused of racial slurs. So then in Brooklyn, uh, he came out in the hideous clothes, the clubber, and, and addressed it in, like you said, nearly the caricature Conor McGregor way, and it just fell flat on its arse. Mm. Um, and then in his uh, one-to-one kind of Q&A after the shit show backstage, Ariel Helwani asked him about, you know, what do you, what do you say about people saying about the racial slurs? And he was very sincere and he was very like, come on. I mean, don't be, this is ridiculous. I'm very uneasy but, about this. But you see, I think if he had just done that on the stage. 100%. That's the point I was going to make okay. there. Was that you didn't have to, to like I can all I can all, I know we were laughing at the Hulk Hogan thing about the Terry Bully and the Hulk Hogan. I can actually see what he's saying in a sense yeah. when he's on the bubble, the love uh, no Howard Stern's radio show. He's on there as Hulk Hogan. He's been marketed all over the world as Hulk Hogan, not Terry Bully. Yeah. Hulk Hogan is a television character, yeah. and yeah. I can almost feel, like I'm almost kind of saying to myself, yeah, I can see. If Connor was to say, uh, like Connor said, look, I was just having fun up there. It fell flat on his arse, but I still, I would have preferred maybe. I don't even think actually. I think he addressed it okay with Ariel, uh, and I don't think that the shit show was a way to address it, such a serious topic or such a serious allegation. Do I think he's racist? A hundred percent. No, he's not racist. No. Do I think he's a bit silly? Yeah. Yeah, but and, and I'd agree with that. But I, I do think, and I know what you're saying that, like that, that circus of a press conference maybe wasn't the time to go. Look, lads, to be sincere for a minute here. But at the same time, sometimes he didn't have to say anything. Sometimes, well, no, I think he did. I think he did have think? a question to answer. All right, you know what I mean? Because ultimately, and sometimes it is, it's a cultural difference or a cultural ignorance almost. That as you said. You didn't get why, and I didn't either. I was like, "You said that to me, why?" Like, what? What's in terms what? of racism? Yeah, is there a is there a difference between words and intent? Like, because I got involved in a comment section, right? Not on any of the uh, on someone's Facebook page, okay? And I just posed the question because there was an Irish Times article that was calling Connor a bigot. And racism, and it was all of it. The the piece reminded me of the week the DUP were getting into bed with the Tories. <laughs> Do you know that 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 article reminded me back there. So I I posed the question. Yeah. Um. Do we think Connor? Are, are we comparing him to the DUP here? Do you think he is actually racist? Do you think? Right. Do you know? The man has immersed himself in hip hop culture. His nickname is the Notorious. Uh, hang on, hang on. See that that I. I that should never be the go-to. Like, hang on, just it, it should never be the go-to thing of he's immersed himself in hip hop culture or he's it, like I I get why people are saying that, but that's that whole thing of like oh no, jeez, I can't be homophobic. Sure, I know gay people. Oh yeah, no, fair point. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Or jeez, yeah. no, I can't be racist. Sure, I've got a black friend. Like yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, come on. Like I mean, he listened I, to I a rap- I, uh, records, My point, pardon. my point to that was that more so, he has immersed himself in that. Right. Culture. Yeah. Brought up in the nineties, listened to Tupac, listened to Biggie. His nickname is the notorious after Biggie. Yeah. Um Walks out to a Biggie Small walks Song. Walks out to Biggie yeah. Small Song. My point is not 
I, 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 besides all that, I don't think he's racist. Mm. But if you're that racist, if you're racist, yeah, would that be your way of living? And would you be that stupid to preempt racial slurs in front of millions of people watching at home? Yeah, no, I, I completely. Do, agree do you get with my that. point? Yeah, I completely agree. With I'm that. not saying, yeah, no, because of the background or because of his upbringing, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I'm not saying, of course, he's not racist. I'm just saying, no, I, I would you be that absolutely stupid? I completely agree with with the the latter half. Of what you're saying, the the, the immersing himself in the hip hop culture and all that, I kind of. You know, I get why people. I'm are not saying, saying he. That's why he's no, not racist. No, no, I, I understand. You're using that as a kind of like that. That plays a part in mm. the thing. It's not the reason, but it plays a part in. I get that. Yeah. But what where I stand on this is that maybe he didn't have, and sorry, not maybe. I, I genuinely believe he didn't have any sort of intention of what he said being considered racist in any way, shape, or form. I think he's seen Mayweather dancing and he went to that kind of alpha male thing of, yeah, that's it, you dance for me. And the first derogatory, if he had said kid, if he had said bitch, nobody would have had a problem. And that's the other side <laughs> of this. Floyd Mayweather called Conor McGregor a faggot on that tour and I didn't hear the dicky board from no, the No, there was nothing. That is a homosexual slur, lads, and I didn't hear a fucking dicky board. There was no articles or nothing written about it. There was nothing. Well, I didn't see any. There was a couple of bits on social media, but I didn't see any of the people who got a hatchet job. Tim McGregor coming out and saying, we need to talk about Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather, a man who was being accused of beating up women and all that kind of thing, and now he's using homophobic slurs. Didn't he say anything about that? But Conor McGregor says, dance for me, boy. And it becomes a, a global thing. Sorry, can you explain how dance for me, boy is a racial slur? But it, it, slave, the, the whole slave culture where the white master would refer to the black slave as, as boy. boy. Yeah. Um, but I mean... So it's only because he did it to a black person because he'd done it previously. Yeah, yeah. I like again. I I do believe he had a question to answer, <laughs> but I don't believe his intentions. And if he had, rather than going out and doing the shtick that he done, dressed like a pimp, mm. and then coming out and saying things like "Don't you know I'm half black? I'm black from the belly button down." As brilliant as a line as it may be, it wasn't. But then he followed up with "Where are my black ladies at?" Yeah, it wasn't the way to address that. No. If the man had risen above the circus and above the shit show that it was and just said, hang on a minute, lads. People are out there trying to say I'm a racist. What? Come on. Come on you know? Which he and did, but he, he should did, have done he, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there's an element of stupidity. I think there's an element of naivety, which is unusual because normally he's quite savvy with that sort of stuff. Normally but there, were also, there was also people trying to pin him on the Rocky. Um, so That's right, yeah, the dancing Jimmy monkeys Jimmy Fallon, bit. I think. Jimmy F- uh, Jimmy Fallon's kind of correspondent met him and was interviewing him. Was like, "So can you can this be the Rocky fairy tale, Connor? Do you think do you think this is from Rocky Three? And Connor is kind of looking at his entourage and he's kind of going, "Rocky Three, which one is that? Is that the one with the dancing monkeys in it?" And this clip then yeah, breaks yeah. to a scene where three black boxers are sparring. Yeah, and it's like this is just fabricated. Yeah, you just made this up. Like yeah. the three dancing monkeys reference was in relation to Mickey. Uh, do you remember on Rocky Three where he was kind of becoming a celebrity mm. and he had he he left the ruggish gym for this kind of uh, new gym and it was yeah, full of celebrities yeah. and everyone wanted a piece of Rocky. And what I read was that there was a tr- the women, there was three women dancing on stage, white yeah. women, and they were called the Dancing Monkeys. Ah, right. Now, I don't know because I don't remember yeah. Rocky Three that well, to be honest with you. Now, 
I could be completely wrong on that. Right. But my point is, I don't think he was referring to three black people with that comment. Yeah. Again, that could be... It could be coincidence and awful timing that yeah. he happened to say <laughs> that at the same time. But, I mean... If he, said, if he had said that, if he had said that, he then needs to address... Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. If, if he had said that in, in sort of lying with... Race, racial slurs then 100% there's, there's a major major yeah. issue there he said that know. after the Toronto but it only came out after the after New York New York of course yeah but then the yeah. London one was good the London one was good but just on the whole kind of um, you, you asked a question I can't remember what it is now fuck the intent yeah it was something around that like look dancing monkeys no that's gone doesn't matter like basically what, what I'm saying is that like there was an air of stupidity there I do think he had a case to answer, but I think had he answered it appropriately the first time, it wouldn't have been the haranguing that it turned into. Yeah, you get me? Because there's loads of tweets, um, like saying, oh, "Can Connor supporters stop defending him over his racial slurs?" Yeah, like, and again, and I suppose it's that whole thing of like he has said stuff in the past that has crossed the line, and when you kind of listen to what he says and then you go back and you hear what the other stuff he kind of said, you're like, well, there is a bit of a pattern there in terms of him crossing a line. I'm not saying it's a racist line that he crossed, but he does overstep the mark sometimes. Do you think, do you th- oh, no, this is my opinion, but do you think it's acceptable because it's trying to sell a fight? No. <laughs> because there I was... I think anybody who says that is... There was an article with comparisons to Ali yeah. and Ali and Fraser when yeah. Ali was calling Fraser a big, ugly gorilla and all. And Fraser yeah. did candid interviews before he died and said how much that really, really worked him I, I know, I remember. And then yeah. Ali was saying later on in life that like he regretted it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. and then Ali was kind of saying, "Well, look, I was selling a fight." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I don't. I I don't believe the selling a fight thing gives you carte blanche to sell. No, you can't say what you want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're only about three weeks behind the news on that <laughs> I one. I know, yeah. But you see, it's mad because because of the way we record. Because basically, lads, while this is going out, I'm on holidays. Yay me. <laughs> so we had to record a load of them in batches. And just the way this worked out, all the other stuff we recorded before the press tour. And we've recorded this after the press tour. So, um, yeah, a little bit odd. But that's how it had to be done. Oh, you hope to God I never have to sit through another Mayweather and McGregor press tour. Do you think uh, it's... Uh, do you think... More people will buy the fight, or they've lost people. I don't think they've lost people. I don't think they've lost people either. I think people are saying, "I'm not going to buy it," but of course they're going to buy it. I think people. Uh, I don't think. I don't. I don't, I'm not sure if this tour was even needed. I don't think it was needed to the extent they done it. I think if they had done two press conferences in a way, in I'm going to say press conferences. I mean press conferences. I mean questions from the press. Let them say whatever they want and all that kind of crack. But this spectacle that that they done, I think, was a, a bit over the top. Um, and it, I think it was a good example of overkill. I think by the time it got to London, people were a little bit kind of exhausted of it. I was, I was gone. I was exhausted. You know? when we got to Brooklyn, um, and so were they. You could tell they were as well. Yeah, like the voices you know? and all gone. Um, and it was kind of the same stuff being rehashed over and over again. Yeah, and, and, and it's not really fair for the two of them, though, in my opinion. <sighs> like at least if you're going to different towns. Different cities, different journalists are going yeah. to ask different ask different questions. Exactly. So and do it see, properly. Do it the Q and A way. Yeah, and this is partially this whole thing of of kind of boxing still, the, the mentality still being twenty years ago before social media and before 
a global reach was there and before 24 hour sports news was there yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you put on this press tour that's going to all these different cities it's going international what about and uh, you expect people in London not to have heard about what was said I know. you know what I mean it's like, a good city um, what about um, I did see one part of Brooklyn yeah Voltron Oh my god! Now I only seen that because when Connor when they got to London and he gave him stick on Power Rangers. Like, what are you doing, Voltron Power Rangers? Go! I was like, what's he on about? I actually had to go into Twitter and go yeah, put and type in Voltron. Yeah. And the first video that came up yeah. was, uh, that was Floyd going, that, "Yo, Voltron!" Yeah. And then all his heavies come up. Cringe. And that just, was cringe. You know, but it, there was a lot of it. That was even cringe, we're talking about material that the two lads had or whatever. Like you said, they're not comedians and no. whatever, but the London one, all Floyd just kept doing was, yeah! But he was doing that in every one of them. Every one of them, it was hard work, dedication, hard work, dedication, hard work, oh. tax evasion. And yeah, <laughs> hard work. And, and then Peter. it was, our work is what? Easy work. Our work is what? What point did the easy work then? And that was his go-to shtick for everything, followed by, yeah. Oh, that's brutal. Every, and it was brutal. Why, why do you think Connor didn't go down the wife beater route? Because I think, and this is where the stupidity and the intent thing comes in, he knew Floyd's daughter was on the stage. Right. And I don't think, whereas he did say, like, sort of, like, she you are right. She shouldn't be on stage. She shouldn't be. But, like, where he was like, you are right, honey, you, like, he did address her. But I think even he kind of would have maybe looked at that and said, yeah, this isn't the time or place to bring that up, you know? In the same way, I don't think Floyd, I genuinely believe Floyd kind of looked at it and said, it's not the time or place to bring up allegations of McGregor cheating on his. He's just had a baby, like. Mm. And now there could have been backstage agreement. I know everybody thinks that behind the scenes they were best of friends and they were talking about what they were going to yeah. say and all that. And whether that happened or not, I don't know. But I'd like to think the two of them had a moral compass. Yeah, I you know what I mean. <laughs> but I could be that could be naivety on my part. So yeah, I think I think by the time that the fight happens, everybody will be either just dying for it to be over, or hoping it never happens again. Yeah, I don't want to see it again. That's yeah. Talked about that for a lot longer than we, we thought did, we would. did, yeah. A lot longer than we thought we would. How long have we gone? Uh, 50 minutes we've done so far. Have we? Yeah. Oh my God, that was a ramble. It was, that was a quick 50. We've talked about Spanish students, we've talked about the number 52 from George Manley. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about yeah. McGregor, McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. Which yeah. I, when I'm talking about it on Twitter, I always hashtag McGregor Mayweather. Yeah. yeah. I love McGregor. I don't, I don't, I didn't like that May Mac. No, I, uh, I wasn't buying hashtag that. Hashtag, because... It's MCG, not MAC. Yeah. So stop saying Man. MAC. It really annoyed me. Um, you're a bit pedantic like that, though, aren't you? A bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope Connor beats him. Ah, yeah, of course. Just for the crack. Can you imagine? I that? actually don't care for it, Can but I know come fight night. Yeah, I'll be like a little girl. I I don't think I'll have the emotional attachment. Is that a sexist anymore. comment? Could be. I didn't mean it to be sexist. I wouldn't like to speak on behalf of women. Okay. But if there's any girl I was listening that want to tell us, give us a little tweet there, it's honey. A, it's a skill. It's a <laughs> it's a skill. A skill That's ground comment. My, Apologies. My God, yeah. Like, they couldn't have been more chauvinistic there. Like, yeah. whatever. They can't say anything. We're normally great with the girls in here. The girls. That's, That's actually you know? something. That's actually something I find interesting. The, the whole... The whole gender balance thing and the whole... Like... 
not that we have been or not that people have, but it's often just because of how women in media is always brought up, it's often kind of put into my head like that. Jesus, me and Graham are giving everything from two blokes. So I had two men, just their opinions. Yeah. You know, we used to have Lindsay as a, as a, as a counterweight. Yeah. She abandoned us 70-odd chapters ago. 80? Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. So are you saying we should get another woman then? No, I'm just saying sometimes it could be perceived that we're just Se- two... Sexist pigs? Yeah. Or not? No, I, I like to think we've had enough female guests on to, to you know, completely quash that. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes it just it plays in my head. And then, and then I say something, like I said, 90 seconds ago, and I'm like, <laughs> that's why it plays in your head, you tick. You dope. Speaking what? of two men. Two men. Saying about opinions. Yeah. Lads. Us, us two. Yeah. Some people say that we don't produce enough content. Yes. Other people say we produce too much content. Yeah. <laughs> Some people would be happy if we weren't there anymore. Exactly. But a number of people have told us they want more from us. So, lads, we're going to give you more, basically. <laughs> uh, but it's not going to be in, in the format that we normally do. Essentially, what we're going to be doing is giving you a supplementary podcast. Um, it'll be launching soon. It'll still be under the WTS banner, but it just won't be like the, the chapters, so to speak. So, if, if someone listens to us on a Monday, you'll have two pods to listen to on a Monday. Exactly. So... We, one 10 minute one yeah and one minimum 60 minute exactly we always release on a Sunday but going forward we're going to have a second podcast go out on either a Wednesday or Thursday and it's going to be 10 minutes long strictly 10 minutes and basically what's going to happen is Meryl and I are going to have a topic some of the topics we'll pick ourselves some of the topics we'll get off previous guests or we'll just ramble some of, the, some of the topics yeah exactly we'll just ramble about something. some of the topics will take off people's suggestion on Twitter or Facebook or whatever you want to get in touch with us and all that kind of crack but uh, 10 minutes that's all we have. I love if people start suggesting the most obscure subjects. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And we have to talk. That's what I want. Like that yeah. is exactly what I want. Like, yeah. and we're not going to be able to pick notes or rehearse or anything. We just have to pick one at random. Yeah. And then just try to talk about and that for ten minutes. Um, we're going to have a little buzzer. We have everything like ready to go on this, lads. Um, we are struggling to come up with a name. I was going to say we have everything to go except a name. name. So it's going to be a ten-minute <laughs> supplement. Um, we want a good name where we can, you know, the, we're in the we're in the social media age, so we want to be able to. Hashtag something exactly, and you know, get it trending. Yeah, in in an ideal world. That so if you it. have a good name for a ten minute little pod, yeah. to sue our what our our idea, our mantra, our idea, like, or yeah. mantra, or how we talk, or how you think our character is. Yeah, let us know because we we have one or two ideas ourselves, but. We also think that there's people out there far more creative than we are. Yeah, exactly. So if you do, tweet Looking at, at you, Conor McCann. Tweet at WTS Pod or get in touch with us, Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. 10 minute podcast, lads, where the, the topic can vary literally on anything. And uh, it's strict 10 minutes. And once those 10 minutes are up, we're done. We're done. There's no, there's no carryover. There's no continuous waffle like we just had <laughs> it's literally the buzzer goes and we say good night and god bless you we went on a good summer run with guests didn't we yeah yeah we did yeah yeah we were supposed to have one this week but we pulled out as well yeah the, the run could have the streak could have kept going the streak could have kept going we just Jesus. got Brock Lesnar man <laughs> <laughs> rumours last week he's back in the UFC oh no he's not no ridiculous people need to stop taking 
to rumours. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to sneeze. Go for it. False alarm. False alarm. I hate when it happens. I hate when you feel like you need to sneeze and then you go to sneeze and it doesn't happen. False alarm. Um, yeah, 10 minute pod, WTS, 10 minute pod. We need a name and we need topics as well. Yeah. Um, this will be starting in August at some stage, uh, considering it is August. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> hashtag it's actually July. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag shut up. Um, yeah, so, but the time this goes out, we'll have gone to you too. Oh. And Noli G. And we'll review. And had a mail. <laughs> and had a mail and Bono with an act of dope. Yeah, a little tick. Um, but yeah. People were going mad that when he played in England. Why? He uh, thanked the crowd on behalf of Ireland for bailing, for them bailing us out of our financial worry. But they did, though. <laughs> well, he wasn't representing me. So, what, would you rather see the country go to the wall and take a few shekels off the Queen? Yeah. So you'd rather see the Republic go into meltdown than swallow your pride, is what you're saying? Yeah. But then the Republic you love would be no more. No, I wouldn't. Be grand. You can't just say that. Be grand, grand without the Queen Sterling. I disagree. Okay. We're not getting into this now. I just love bringing up... I know, you're a dope. Yeah. Right, well... Do you remember the last time I was talking about you two? No. Remember Caroline? And I was like, oh, the gig was great. Then Bono tanked. Oh, Certain yeah. businessman. Yeah, yeah, People yeah. were booing him. yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got, you got put in your place, you did, yeah. <laughs> um, right, 10 minute pod, get on to us, what are you going to call it? Exactly. I'm off to Israel on my holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was the last What's the Story <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we are no more. That's it, yeah. Off to Israel to eat uh, hummus and slag hummus. That's what I'm doing. Man, enjoy yourself. Yeah, we'll do. No bother. I'm just trying to antagonism now. <laughs> you on Radiohead? Me and Radiohead? Yeah. Radiohead pro Israel? Well, they're, they're being criticised for doing they're do, for doing an Israeli tour. Why? Just because uh, a lot of artists, um, a lot of prestigious artists... Um, Boycott Israel? Boycotted Bo- and didn't go to Israel for a tour. Why do people care so much about Israel-Palestine? Like, do they think the people of Israel and Palestine are going around caring about Ireland? people in Palestine don't have much to think about other than being bombarded all the time the venue where they're playing is yeah. where Israel illegally took over in the mid 90s and they put it into a concert venue illegally yeah. says who well, that's, that, pff, the UN <laughs> the UN said that did they yeah who in the UN <laughs> don't start I'm not I want yeah. names no you're too intimidating for these dresses next of kin I want it all you can want. I'm just not taking antagonizing you now, Graham. Sorry, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> like I couldn't stop couldn't. antagonizing me and putting me Never in the corner and make me feel bleeding. Now you weak. do it, you do it to me about rugby, so I have to do it to you about political stuff. It doesn't work with you, rugby, because you get in your high horse. Yeah, of course I do. Yeah, it's where all those noble, aristocratic, loving sorts should go. <laughs> <laughs> on one of our on one of our many many horses. Oh, good I'm full of wind, man. Are you? Yeah. Well, it's normally me that's like that. I know, yeah. Graham posed a great question to me about Wayne the other day. <laughs> Randomly, out of nowhere, I got a message on WhatsApp and I was just like, here, do you reckon if you fired on a hamster it would die? I reckon it would, man. 100% it would. Depends on what I've eaten, actually. If I've had number 52, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say. 100%. Or if I've had a few green beans. 
green beans really? and do me. Yeah. Um, have you anything else in your list there that you want to discuss or are we... No, that's it. I'm happy with the content. Good enough. Happy good with enough. the time. Yeah, yeah. That's well, literally we're, we're taking on to an hour. So. Will we leave them then? Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. As you go on your holidays. I'm going on my holidays. Not the day now because we're such professionals that all the episodes are queued up. And you were back from your holidays, actually. Yeah. How was your holiday? Great. Actually, Come here, remember when we were talking about you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Danny said off air, and when we're back in sync, I'm going to ask him on a pod when he comes back. Danny said he's going to Kerry for six days, six yeah. nights. Uh, no, for, well, for for a few days, like yeah. Danny's yeah. going to Kerry for five days. Yeah. And he said to me, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to get off work. I can't wait to have my own time. Yeah. And I'm not bringing me phone. Yeah. And he said it with a smirk on his face. Yeah. Like the smirk that Hulk Hogan had in the witness box <laughs> saying that his penis isn't 10 inches. That's Terry Belay's penis. You're a lawyer. Do the way around. So I'm going to, yeah, whatever. I'm going to prove, or I'm going to, not prove, I'm going to bring it up. Okay. In two weeks' time. Okay. That you did bring your phone to Kerry. How are you going to prove it? Because you would have been on social media. Right, well. You're not going to not tweet for five or six days, considering you tweet every day. We'll see. We'll see. You might have to tweet from the podcast account. I will, yeah. People won't know what's going I on. I know, yeah. Words will be spelled wrong, there'll be drones going up in crayon. We'll be writing like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll be writing things like, I hate rugby and our rugby shit. <laughs> Rugby is crap. Man, Why do I like rugby? If I come back, right, <laughs> and I see a lot of tweets like that, I am going to. I, my first tweet when you're away, when you allege that you're not bringing your phone, yeah. is this is Mero <laughs> running the Twitter. Danny's away. Rugby is shit. <laughs> and that's going to get more reaction than any of your rugby tweets. Okay, look, uh, if that happens, right, when I come back, man, I am doing a hatchet job on pro wrestling. <laughs> Do what I'm, you want. I'll have my phone. <laughs> that was that thing of father did. I've had my phone, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yeah, and no, Zambra's so gonna love it, and yeah. me dad's gonna love it, and Shane's gonna love it. Of course they are. Because anytime you tweet Ropey, they text me. What the fuck is going on? Three fucking bowsies. You need to sell yourself. They're three great people. Three fucking bowsies. <laughs> that's all they are. I can't wait to do this, tweet, man. <laughs> Well, now I'm going to have to bring my phone, aren't no. I? <laughs> <laughs> you can't bring your phone. I'm going to be asking Oksana for her phone here. Just let me log on to Twitter for two minutes there. I need to delete something. What did you say? I need to delete <laughs> something? I need to delete something. Quick, Meryl's yeah. going like the bollocks. Yeah. Oh, God, right. Yeah, no, look, do what you want. Have a great holiday. Well, I'm not going to enjoy it now. I'm going to be anxious. <laughs> I'm going to be coming back to You'll this. You'll be panicking. John, and, and I wouldn't mind, but the Pro 12 has just expanded to the Pro 14. It's actually a very exciting time. <laughs> John and Murray. <laughs> yes, joke. you got it. Insight joke there. Yeah. All right, I'm going on my holidays, and Graham's going to a League of Ireland match with 14 other people. But until uh, until oh, we you come back, asshole. Sorry, nine people. Double digits is too kind for that asshole. league. Asshole. Just speaking the truth. Man. Go on, do your squeal without offending me. <laughs> There are over 100 episodes you can download, lads, and you can download them on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere that there is a podcast, you can download them all and subscribe to WTS Pod, just search for it in your podcast player. 
You can get us on Twitter, you can get us on Facebook, tweet at WTSPod or go to facebook.com forward slash WTSPod Ireland or just skip all that and go straight to the website WTSPod.com. You can follow Graham at American Mania and you can follow me at Dan John Murray. If it's the case that the podcast does start to tweet things that are anti-rugby, don't worry, my personal account will have plenty of rugby stuff in the coming weeks. Just not while I'm away. No, not when you're away. Yeah, exactly. Don't forget to go to FitzpatrickCastle.com to learn more about this beautiful, beautiful hotel. But if you're in South Dublin, why not pop up and enjoy it? It's a great place to be. Graham's struggling with his wind. <laughs> Do you need to go over there and rub your back for you? <laughs> Please. <coughs> right then. Clear yeah. eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. Love rugby, I do. <laughs> Dope. <laughs>